Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The Lions squad has just been announced and we can confirm that Warren Gatland has not selected Brian O'Driscoll. This is an absolute... Oh, sorry, they're, they're notes. They're notes from 2013. He's only gone and selected a bloody exciting side. Right, over the next uh, half an hour or so, me and Dan Killick will be picking the bones out of that. Welcome to the Attacking Scrum Podcast. Welcome to the Attacking Scrum podcast. Thank you very much for downloading. Dan Killick alongside me, like two very excited school children having seen that, that listen, team announcement. Listen to the bounce in your voice know, there. Yeah, you are riding guy, aren't you? That caught me on the hop, I have to say. I know. It's quite everyone on the hop, isn't it? He did say he had a few things up his sleeve, but nobody saw that coming. I don't think anyone believed it, did they? No. You know, having watched Wales under Gatland for the best part of a decade, well, for nine for nine years now, um, I certainly didn't see that. I didn't see that. Didn't see that coming. I think, in particular, kind of Liam Williams at fullback. And we'll go on and we'll have a look. Um, we'll have a look at this in detail. But first, just to recap, in case you have missed it, which I'm sure you won't have, but uh, a little bit of a recap of the British Irish Lions squad. Uh, yeah, test squad to take on uh, the All Blacks this Saturday. So starting in the front row, Mako Vinopola, Jamie George, Tyke Furlong, Alan Jones and George Cruz in second row, Peter Omani, Sean O'Brien and, and Toby Falatau in the back row, Omani captains aside. Then the halfbacks are Connor Murray and Owen Farrell, Elliot Daly and Anthony Watson are the wingers, Ben Teo, Jonathan Davis in the centre and Liam Williams is the fullback. And the replacements are Ken Owens, Jack McGrath, Carl Sinclair, Mara Toji, Sam Warburton, Reese Webb, Johnny Sexton, and Lee Halfpenny. Whew. There it is, in all its glory. Uh, where do you want to start? I, I'm, I'm buzzing about Liam at fullback. I think that's the best place to start. We've got to start there, yeah. I, still, I can't believe I'm looking at, Lee, I'm looking at Halfpenny as, uh, as number 23. Well, you are probably the world's biggest advocate of, of Halfpenny. In fact, I said, I think I tweeted out about a week ago, put your, put your mortgage on Halfpenny yeah. starting fullback. So it shows, 
shows how much how hopefully, much I hopefully people weren't listening to you yeah well they, yeah. I, I, I dare say if they've listened to this podcast they won't be following my betting advice <laughs> that's it's a it's a huge huge call that because half penny's been in fine form well you say he's been in fine form uh, what off he, the tee he's been good I think we've seen no counter-attacking from him, really. No. I think everyone expected us to play a, a very kicking game. And that, I think, is why... And positionally, he's been very good. I have to agree on that. He has, yeah. He's kicked his goals. And def- um, and, and position... Yeah, yeah. So, positionally and defensively, I think he's been he's yeah. been generally good. Aside from he, that kind and of... And he's attacking. He has made... He's made a few more yards then than... Uh, than we've seen from him in uh, in a little while, but albeit yeah, not in this. Not They're in the same. fairly straightforward yards. Yeah, nothing like Liam, but it's a big call. He's been playing really well, and you know, if we if we just strip it down, look at his kicking, for instance. I mean, you know, Farrell's missed missed a couple, hasn't yeah, he? That's Liam, a, that's a good shout. Yeah, Liam hasn't. It's yeah, I. It's does, exciting. I'm exciting, but it, I'm excited rather. But it's massive. Does it come down to the fact then that Gatland? kind of all along agreed that you're not going to win this test match just by kicking penalties which has been something that's been levelled at the squad throughout this throughout this tour so far is that you know you're not going to win it just by kicking your goals in the way that Wales had success for a number of years do you think that has a part to play in it then that he's he's deliberately gone for an attacking back three I think he I think he still believes in that in that way of playing but he's um, I think a lot of it comes down to the centres and they're not the most creative of centres, are they? And you could argue with with Farrell as well at ten, and Murray. Then if we bring in the mm. four of them, where is the creativity going to come from? Um, and they've obviously, I think, you know, they've looked at Liam, and he, you know, what he did, what he did midweek was exceptional, wasn't it? Albeit against a weakened side. And then if you revert back to what he did with with Wales on the uh, on the recent tour. It's hard not to, to to throw him in there, isn't it? Well, you say it is. I mean, I I really didn't see it coming. I thought that, especially having did he play? He played full eighty minutes on Tuesday. Yeah. So I really don't. You know, I really didn't see that coming, and that would imply that he's played his way in on form, wouldn't it? Yeah. Which is what what everyone likes to see, isn't it? Well, again, you know, I think if you if you look throughout that side, it does look as though it's a side picked on form. You know, if you look at uh, if you look at the back row in particular, everyone was expecting Sam Warburton to to captain the side going into the tour. You know, he's gone in as tour captain. Sean O'Brien and Piero Marnie have played fantastically well in the in the back row and have been rewarded for that. Yeah, to be fair to Gatland, he said what he he's, he's done what he said he was going to do, isn't it? Pick on form, and um, you know he's not been afraid to you know, he's not been afraid to not start Sam if he's. Uh, you know, if he's carrying a couple of knocks, or he's been he's been out, you know, outgunned, outplayed by, you know, by some of the players which we've seen. So, fair play to him. We'll come on and have a look at the pack in more detail in a moment. But I just want to stick with the with the back line for a little bit longer. You mentioned there, kind of Tio and Davis being, I guess, pretty direct centres. I think you could argue that passing isn't the strongest facet in either of their games. Yeah, and then you've got. Connor Murray, who is a very controlling nine, his box kicking is exceptional, but very kind of structured. I do think he's got a bit more up his sleeve than that. He's got some nice touches too. Owen Farrell, likewise, is kind of a controlling ten rather than a running ten. Is there a danger this back three is not going to 
you know, isn't going to get their hands on the ball, or do you think New Zealand will be happy to kick some ball away and and that's going to be the opportunity? How do you see that that back line playing out? And they're going to they're going to have to New Zealand are going to have to adjust now because they wouldn't have as 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 is a surprise to us. It's going to be a big surprise for them, isn't it? So it's going to make them stop and think. And I do think they'll change their tactics a little bit. Um, they do tend to kick a lot of ball, don't they? Mm. And I think that Liam's selection has also uh, come about because of um, because of the inclusion the inclusion of uh, this man here, Elliot Daly, um, and then actually Watson. If we bring if if we if we bring him in as well, the three of those are electric, aren't they? I think Watson kind of nailed down his place. Um, a couple of weeks ago, didn't he, when he made that superb performance where he was playing at fullback and he made some really nice breaks. And I think at that point you looked at it and said, okay, I can see, um, I can see this guy has, has probably got himself a, a test position. Well, da- Daly's kind of been underused throughout the whole tour and has shown some really nice glimpses. And Liam prior to Tuesday hadn't shown his, his best side. You know, he picked up a yellow card, some silly penalties He'd, um, yeah, there's a few hand, uncharacteristic handling errors in there as well, but a lot of this has kind of come right towards the end of the tour. You know, Daly and Williams have probably cemented that place in the side this week. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but I mean, I I half suspected that Watson um, may have missed out because of Gatland's love for for, for North. Yeah, and Daly would have taken uh, taken the other wing spot, and half penny half penny stayed at fullback. So. Um, it's yeah, it's it's a, it's a. I'm I'm still I'm still a little bit in shock, but also mighty mighty excited at uh, this prospect. Just to go back to something you touched on there with regards to the goal kicking, you comfortable with Owen Farrell as goal kicker? I mean, generally yeah, speaking, generally. he's tidy off the tee, but he is prone to the odd to the odd lapse. There's been one in the tour game um, in the midweek loss. Who was that? The Blues. Yeah, uh, and. Also, he had a very bad kicking day against Italy in the Six Nations. They tend to be few and far between, and he, his recent, you know, his performances in recent years would suggest that he is a he's a big game player. So he's more than likely going to save his best performances for this. Any concerns there whatsoever, or are you you happy enough? There are a few concerns. He is a quality kicker, isn't he? But he doesn't have the he doesn't have the distance does he that um that uh, halfpenny's got but then you know I mean, Daly's Daly's probably got a bigger range than halfpenny hasn't Daly's he? there so yeah. yeah then that that cancels him out it's purely on uh, it's purely on on attacking threat isn't it that uh, the halfpenny's not there um and they've picked they've picked him apart and and you know used you're going to be using the other players i if we look at the two centers something we spoke about last week was that we'd quite like to see was um you know, if it was going to be half penny, half penny, or whoever's a fullback running running lines off um, Tio and Jonathan Davis, and for me, there's no better player than than uh, Liam Williams at running support lines. At running support lines, yeah, and that's something that we have. Our support lines this tour have been have been pretty poor, almost non-existent in mm. games. So Liam reads people really well, doesn't he? And he's the type of chap. I don't think he needs much game time with players. He's just he's got it upstairs and he's tuned in with what people are going to do. He's a very inststinctive rugby player, isn't he? And he I is. think that's why Wales yeah. fans have wanted to see him at fifteen for so long, because we don't really have that many instinctive players. Or we haven't yeah. done under Gatland, you know, for so long. It's been all about power and power and power. Yeah. And Liam Williams is one of those yeah. players who plays what's in front of him. And that's why, for me, in the Welsh shirt, he's missed. He's, he's, ne- he's not. Pl- he, they haven't. We haven't seen him much at fifteen. 
is because of the fact that he plays off the cuff. So mm. if we're, if we're trying to play a um, you know a, a pre you know predetermined program game, that's not Liam's style, and we can't when we've got North on one wing and one of the other Welsh wingers on the other. It sounds a little harsh, doesn't it? But I don't think they haven't got the rugby ability that someone like Daly has got, who mm. just reads the game. He's probably the smartest chap, um, the cutest player in our back line, and he will slot in. So if Liam goes wandering, which we want him to do, yeah, Daly will read it, call it, and he'll just slot back into fullback. Obviously, we know he can play fullback as well. And Watson, to a lesser extent, has got you know he's raw. But he's also played fullback, so I think the three of them can complement each other. But so much depends upon Daly. They're all really, really comfortable at, at fifteen, though, aren't they? All of those back three. Yeah. You know, Daly's played a fair amount of rugby there. Watson has, you know, certainly at club level and at age grade yeah. level. We well, could say we've got three fifteens, haven't you? I mean, they're going to be yeah. they're going to be kicking. They do kick a lot of ball, don't they? Well, they're they're always happy to kick ball away and trust that the opposition are going to kick poorly when it returns. I just I, I do think that this back three gives us much better options because I've no doubt that they were expecting us to kick mm. the leather off the ball, and yeah. you know half penny at fullback would have done that. I just think with this now, you know, there's still going to be a fair amount of kicking in there, but I, I do think it will catch them a bit by surprise. And if Liam Williams sees something in front of him, he'll back himself and go. As will Anthony Watson. As will Daly. We, yeah, I, I agree with with Liam as well. If we link his selection to the forwards for a moment in the in the back row, so we've been playing Peter Romani. Um, has been sitting in the in the wide channels. Isn't yeah, Falatau is always you know he's popping up in in bizarre situations all the time or great positions I should say. And Sean O'Brien is either taking a first receiver. We also seen him out wide. And Liam is because he's off. He's probably going to run it run it back more. I think we'll see the we'll see the most out of Sean O'Brien, the most out of Falatau and Omani. I think if uh, Falatau was starting, we probably would... Um, sorry, if um, Sam Warburton was starting, for me, we wouldn't see Liam at 15. Really? Yeah, yeah. So, um, there's there's a, obviously, there's a lot of thought that's gone into it, isn't there? Mm. Um, yeah, I reckon there was uh, quite, a, quite a, you know, late-night chats going on regarding this team. And then something you've mentioned there, George North missing out, probably the highest profile casualty, because I think everyone expected him to be in there, even though he's not been in great form. Is that selection just down to form, or is that a bit of a game plan thing? We said a couple of pods ago that actually, if you're going to play a a kicking game from nine and have someone chase, he's probably not the best person to do that. Yeah, it's a bit. Of, it's a risk, isn't it? That he was, if he was, if he was to be included it would be on reputation mm-hmm. and with the game plan that that, that we're going to we're going to go with he's not he's not strong in the air is he and his defence is questionable at best so right it's the right decision for him not to be included I don't think anyone would really argue against that do you? No I don't really I think we're always we're always asking for selection on form you know and I think in a Lions tour Obviously, reputation carries a certain amount of weight with it, but we've also said, you know, you do not want to see the side split into two and just have dirt trackers. Everyone needs to have that incentive of, um, of the possibility to play in the, the first test, you know, probably excluding Dacey and Hill and the, the kind of the later call-ups. But, uh, yeah, you know, and I think that's exactly what, what Liam's done, really. He's, he's taken his very last opportunity and... 
and shown what he's capable of doing at fullback, and you know, Gats has gone for it. And he's he's also he's also his club form has been has been brilliant as well, hasn't he? Been lighting things up there. Um, there, I do feel that the All Blacks, if uh, North was playing, would have been tar- They would have been targeting him heavily with a high ball. Yeah, lots of cross kicks. He gets caught in no man's land. Barrett loves a, a cross kick yeah. as well. Would well, just uh, so you know as well, we've got a, a reaction to the to the All Blacks team coming up um, a bit later on, where we're going to be joined uh, by Paul, who's kind of better known as the as the driving mall uh, on Twitter. Quite a big uh, big following on there, and he's um, Englishman living out in New Zealand, and certainly knows his onions when it comes to uh, to New Zealand rugby. So he's going to be uh, helping us to kind of dissect that. Uh, should we have a, a look at the the forwards now, then, Dan? This is. I suppose was a bit easier to predict. Yeah, we yeah the only I suppose um, yeah Alan Wynne Jones starting ahead of Marrow's the the biggest the biggest call isn't it? But I I don't think no one's I'm happy with that. But I also would have been happier if Toji yeah. was was in there as well. So it's it's fifth. It's a flick of a coin, isn't it? Really, I think it was really. A lot's been said about Itoji adding more impact from the bench. Do you think that's might what it be, or does Alan Jones bring a bit more Test match experience to that um, to that pack? You know, if you look, obviously Mako's quite experienced. Jamie George hasn't played, hasn't started a lot of Test match rugby. Ty Furlong's really in his breakthrough season. Yeah, George Cruz has been hampered a bit by injury. Uh, yeah, back row is pretty damn experienced. Did you ask got anything to do with yeah, it? Or? I think I think the experience the experience has got a fair bit to do it. If we just take the the, uh, the 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 type five there, you know, there's this they're quite young, they're quite in, they're quite inexperienced. They they've played at, at, at a high level, haven't they? But this is going to be a, a real step up. And I'll, I, he's just not phased by anything, is he? I thought that his you know his cameo sort of five minutes when he came on, he seemed to be sort of you know a couple of inches taller than everyone. He just looked. He looked enormous. Mm. There was a presence about him, and he just, you know, when there was that scuffle broke out, he had about five of the players. He just, he loves that, doesn't he? And um, I, I think um, his presence will definitely be felt, and and he'll he'll also know, which will drive him on, that Marrow is literally chomping behind him. Mm. So literally, you know, if you sli- if you if you slip up or you you drop off the pace slightly, I'm coming on. And it'll push, it'll push him on. Um, but as I said, I'd be equally happy with Marrow starting there because I was quite looking forward to seeing Jamie George, um, Marrow, and George Cruz as a, as, a, as a nice unit there. Yeah, and you talk about units, and you mentioned Jamie George and George Cruz there. Those players, you know, those those two in particular, that has been, I think, a real successful part of the tour. Just George's ability to hit Cruz virtually every single line out that familiarity and when it comes down to the crunch you know and you've got a key passage of play that level of familiarity I think will really play into the Lions favour you know the fact that George will be able to look up and know from Cruz you know they'll have done the drills thousands upon thousands of times in match scenarios this season and I think those things actually will make a big difference particularly in the first test yeah absolutely because there is going to be pressure isn't there so He's going to feel more at ease, more relaxed with having his, you know, his pal, his teammates at, at five, and obviously let's 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 bring Mako in there as well, you know, um, you know, right next to him in the front. So they're going to feel comfortable, aren't they? And that's what they need. That's that's what we need them to be. So it's, there's a nice there's nice combinations, isn't there, throughout the side? I love the look of it. Um, 
you know, when you look down the New Zealand side, you think that you know this is this this British and Irish Lions squad can definitely challenge you know New Zealand, and you know the win the win is there. The areas that we really think are going to be hotly contested or potentially the Lions are going to have an advantage set piece in particular. So looking at that, particularly that front five, that's a real kind of strong scrummaging five there, isn't it? Yeah, it's a really tight unit, isn't it? The scrum has gone very, very well. Um, no matter who's who's played, really, isn't it? We've we've seemed to have had the upper hand. Um, I I know they're going to know the type of game we're going to we're going to be, and you know, keep it tight. You know, good good line out, good scrum. I don't think they're going to have enough to stop us um, up front. I really don't, unless they unless they do something illegal and the ref doesn't pick up on it. That's well, the I only... mean, the ref is going to be really really interesting yeah. and. I don't know, you know, I think particularly when it comes to the second and third tests where you've got two French referees who have a tendency to reward powerful scrummaging sides, whereas Southern Hemisphere refs, and in particular, you know, within New Zealand, they have a tendency you know, the, to scrum. What's the scrum? Yeah, yeah the, scrum is the, a, scrum. the scrum is a, a means to reset, isn't it? Yeah. And they'd rather get rid of them. Yeah, and <laughs> if, if this is an opportunity for us to win penalties, you know, you just, it's not the most exciting thing in the world to watch, but I just think you get it. You know, it could be a real source of uh, source of ball for us to, to gain yards. Yeah, yeah. It's um, if we. I'm coming back to Liam again here, but do you think his his inclusion as well could be linked to the referee? I thought you were going to say is it going to be linked to scrummaging now? I, I'm not entirely sure. We'll see him packing down in the uh, in the air. Who was it the other day? Someone. Um, Oh, it was. Um, was it Jared Payne? Jared Payne, Jared Payne yeah, pumping, pump, that pumping away. Yeah, yeah. He looked shattered. They after won a penalty it, on it as well. They yeah. loved that. Yeah, he did um, behind Dan Cole, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, yeah. Really pumping his legs. Yeah, mind you, Liam is probably pound for pound. Well, he's got to be one of the most strongest guys. A pound for pound, certainly. Especially yeah. with those bendy legs. With those, yeah, those bow legs. That's right, quite something. So you're saying selection, selection of Liam with regards to the referee. That was the question before I went off on a tangent about scrummaging fullbacks. Yeah. Because um, yeah, I, I, it depends if it depends how the ref what he what he does with these scrums. If, if he's um, if there's going to be I don't know whether, if New Zealand sort of do quite a lot of sort of tap and goes, you know, mm. and um, try and try and break it up a fair bit, then it could well play into our hands, couldn't it? With with having Liam at uh, at fifteen as long as um, well, you mean us winning penalties and tapping and going? Yeah, yeah, yeah just, it up could in the, just up in the tempo that way. I mean, um, it's a good one for the uh, for the bingo there, up in the tempo, and a classic Dan Killigism. Uh It could do. I think the other thing when we're talking about the set piece is that the line out looks incredibly strong. You know, you've got a number of options within that within there. You know, obviously you've got the the two locks. I think Cruz will undoubtedly be the uh, the go to man within the line out. Omani's a terrific line out option. Falatau is a good line out option. Very often, sling him up. And then defensively, you've also got you know Omani is known for disrupting the disrupting the the line out. So I don't know I don't know how much tapping and going we're going to see. Potentially, when the game kind of reaches the the dying embers, maybe that could be an opportunity to have a look at it. You know, when the game starts to break up as we get into the latter stages. Yeah, I do hope we do we do a, a few of them that when when it's right mm. and. Uh, not when not when Sinclair comes on and he he, he attempts uh, attempts to tap and go. Well, maybe but, um, I, I think that's probably the next place to to have a look. Really, is is the bench because I think so much has been said about how 
New Zealand really pull away in the final 20 minutes. And a lot of that, you know, you could put down to supreme fitness and that level of skill under pressure. But that is some bench from the Lions, isn't it? That's not people, that's not, um, <laughs> that that's not bag carriers in there, is it? This isn't people who are out there for, for tackle bag practice. This is, there's some serious impact players on the, on the bench. It's got to be the strongest Lions bench there's been, isn't it? I think it must that be one out there. Yeah, it's a very, very impressive bench. Um, and we've got players there that can, you know, if we need to, if we need to change and play a different style, we can, we can do that, can't we? Who in particular do you think is is going to make the biggest impact when they uh, when they come on? I do think that Carl Stinkler is going to make um, going to make a big difference. He's he's someone that I think if he was the New Zealanders, if he was you know over there, would he'd be there or thereabouts with them. They they love that sort of ball carrying. Mm. You know, he's athletic, but he's an absolute lump of a bloke, and he will give us that go forward which hopefully we won't need. But um, it's going to be tight, isn't it? He's someone that can just, just, just set things off. And then with, you know, with, this, back, with this, you know, this back three of Liam and you know, Anthony Watson and Daly, if they're, if they're running good lines, it could be great, couldn't it? Um, I'm also looking forward to Webb as well. Webb I think this on. is it. You know, I think Webb has, has gone about his business and has made some good breaks. I'll tell you what, though. He is a big game player. I, I really hope he does get some game time you know, a good 20 minutes under his belt. I'd love that to happen because I think he can influence that game. You know, particularly if New Zealand aren't yeah. getting everything their own way. And when it does start to break up a bit, he's the kind of guy who might see one opportunity and take it. That's what I love about Reese Webb. You know, he's, 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 again, he is, you know, in a, a Welsh side that, that lacks instinctive backs. He's another one. Yeah. He, yeah, he, he, he's someone that would work very, very well with, um, with Watson on one wing mm. and Elliot Daly because he's very very quick thinking isn't he we've seen it quite often with Wales where you know he'll 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 you know go uh, go blind sell a dummy through the gap maybe someone will scrag him he'll offload a pass and North just for whatever reason hasn't quite read it um, but I, I I think Daly would pick up on that so that could be a nice little a nice little combo fairly late on maybe mm. if they're still involved um, Sexton I think is going to be I can see Sexton coming on. I think he'll have a big part to play. Um, Question with that. Yeah. Again, you know, obviously a lot of this will depend on how the game's going and injuries, etc. But do you see Sexton coming on and replacing Owen Farrell? Or do you think there's a possibility that they might shunt Farrell into, into centre and we explore that 10-12 axis that we saw? Um, what game would that have been? Uh, that was fleetingly second, against was Crusaders, actually, yeah. I think, wasn't it? yeah. I think so, yeah. My memory, your memory's better than mine. Um, anyway, do you think that's something that we, yeah, that we I might do, see? Yeah, I do, actually. I do think that there's a strong possibility of that if we're... If the All Blacks are able to stop um, Jonathan Davis, um, but in particular Tio, mm. then I do think we'd see a change there because if you stop Tio at source, nothing else is going to come from him. We know he can't pass. Um it's whether or not they can stop him, but if they do, I do. I would expect Sex- Sexton to come on. Who's been? He's had a, you know, he's really played well, hasn't he? The the last few games. I know he's been given a lot of chances, but he has been impressive. Well, he's, he's taken them though. To he be has fair, taken he? them. He's kind so, of played his way back into form. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, he's played really well. So him coming in at ten, and then um, uh, uh, Farrell switching into twelve, mm. com- combining with um, with Jonathan would uh, would be. It's just t- totally different, isn't it? So we can do that. We can make those. We can make those decisions and influence something. 
anyone that you're looking forward to? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I love watching. I love watching Webby, but I think Maratoji could be an absolute ace card off the bench. Mm. You know, I I had um, a bit of a debate over Twitter with um, uh, who was it? It was one of the rugby journalists, but basically said um, that. You know, would you be tempted to pick Atoji on the bench because uh, he would add arguably more of sheer physicality coming on and playing, you know, playing that kind of last half an hour? And his uh, his counter argument was no, you want him just to empty the tank and have a full eighty. Um, but you know, now I see it on the bench. I'd have been happy, like you said, I'd be happy if he started. But I really do think he can come on. That no, if this is a this is going to be a bruising test match. If the lines are in it with half an hour to go. They don't want to see Itoji coming off the bench. They really don't because he is such an athlete. He's an absolute freak. Yeah. You know, he's a real freak of nature. He's powerful. He's athletic. He's quick. He's another pain in the arse. He's, he's a wind-up wind merchant as well, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, 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 um, absolutely. But, you know, very polite with it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and, and I, if, if, if someone's going to come off, I think it would be Alan Wynn. Um, yeah, probably, I think he'll go out, empty the tank for yeah, 50 minutes. That's what they're going to say to him. They give absolutely everything, Alan, and um, and then Mara will come on. And what a lift that will give to um, uh, you know to his to his teammate there, uh, Cruz. And just he'll, he'll I think we'll get a, we'll get another you know another few percentages another out surge. of him. Yeah, another surge because he'll need that. He's not going to want to let down his teammate. And I've loved them when they've played together. Yeah. They, they just look. They look like best mates. The bit of a bromance there. Which I know. Is good to I, see. I sent a message to uh, to Ollie, obviously a friend of the podcast, been on a number of times. I sent a message to him on Saturday when uh, I'd finished watching the Maori game, and it was just like, right, players who I will hate come uh, come the next international season, but right now I love and. Cruz, Itoji and Peter Omani just top the list. I just thought, God, they they've all played so well on this tour today, and. There, you know, I mean, Cruz is just kind of a understatedly brilliant. Uh, Itoji is an animal, and uh, you know, I think he's a he's a player that you know you, I'm going to grow incredibly sick of because this England side look like they're going to start winning he, stuff. He's going to be easier for us to sort of dislike again. I think Itoji isn't he? But yeah. Cruz, you just think I don't, I I can't see myself sort of not liking him yeah. because of you know. I know, yeah, I do know. You'll kind of creep into that status, but Imani, I've loved oh. on this tour. I've loved on it. And again, you know, there will be a point in the Six Nations next year where him and Alan Wynne Jones are throat to throat and I'm there going, go on, clock him, Alan, clock him. But and and this will all be forgotten. But right now, you know, I'm so pleased that he's playing on our side. He's you know, I've said it a million times. You'd want to play for him, wouldn't you? You would love to play for him. You know, he's um he's just such a bastard as well. He looks he's a proper dog, isn't he? He is absolute dog. He is. Um But he's also got more to him, isn't he, than as he's great said, on the floor. He's great you know. on the floor, but he's got a. He, he can pass. Yeah, you know, he, he reads the game well. He's. I love. I love the way he talks as well. He's just nice and subtle, nice and composed. There's a massive honesty with him, isn't mm. there? About how much things mean to him, and you see that with with Munster, can't you? It means everything to him and more. And you and, he, and he's just moved that onto the Lions. Uh, yeah, and absolutely. It, it, I don't think it means any. You know, it means absolutely everything to him there's almost a touch of that you can see the kind of um, that this is a guy who's played in the played in Paul O'Connell's dressing room for a number of years you know I mean taking the pride in the shirt and in the team and, and everything it means and you're right he's just kind of quietly slipped into that uh, into that lion you know taking that lion's armband and um, has really you know has really made it his own it's, it's, a, it's a it's a great move by um, by Gatland and, and the other coaches 
to make him captain I think in this first test is a real real smart move to have him in there I think there's a lot right there's a there's a lot that uh, a lot of good that's going to come out of that just to finish then really I mean it's something we haven't really touched on it's it's a difficult one for Sam you know there is no bigger fan of Sam Warburton than me really and I do feel for him but he hasn't looked fit really from minute one and you know I think he had a good a good second half um in midweek the other week again which game was that that was I think that was the, no it wasn't the Blues it was uh, Highlanders uh, yeah I think he had a good second half against the Highlanders but you know kind of the way that Omani and O'Brien have really gone you can't really argue with it I don't think Although, and I also think like we said on the other um, the podcast the other week that Yako Piper as referee he isn't someone who is going to you know, if someone's dominating at the breakdown, really it's a lottery when the way he referees the breakdown. I think the French referees will be very, very different. And I think, you know, you may look at that then and go, okay, actually, we want Sam on because there is no more out and out seven in Northern Hemisphere rugby than Sam Warburton. And if then he's fully fit, you know, this isn't just a one test a one test series. There's three tests that yeah, we played here. That seven position is going to change, isn't it? Who, who's in that? Who's in that in that um, starting seven shirt? Will I do think will change? Do you think that Warburton's carrying a little niggle? Yeah, definitely. Just the way he's moving. Yeah, undoubtedly. Yeah. I don't think he's and, right. And, and he he doesn't want to voice it, does he? I mean, you can't blame him. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't know whether it's just still the feeling the you know that he's not fully up to fitness with it, or whether it's a new niggle. Most in his um, head. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just think he looks I, a bit gingerly. Do you yeah, know? His, his movement isn't isn't quite right, is he? But yeah, and and obviously, you know, he, he picked up that that other knock in the first in the first game, and that's yeah. kind of limited his training. He, for me, he's um, he's played. He hasn't played badly. No, he hasn't played badly. He never but, plays badly. No, but you know, Sam on a, Sam on a seven out of ten day, people seem to think that it's him playing badly, and it's not. It's because his standards are so high that you expect eight, nine, tens from Sam Warburton because he's that bloody good. And you know, I've, I don't think I've ever seen Sam play an international game rugby where I'd say he played poorly. Yeah. There've been games where he's been quiet, and that is poor for Sam. You know, he's a guy who sets such high standards. But yeah, again, to go back to the to the bench here, he's an impact. He's an impact Isn't in he? a very different way. Yeah. You know, it's not as if you're bringing Billy Vanapola off the bench and he's going to play through people or Maro Itoji, who's a, a real athlete. But what I think Sam will give you is this, if this is a tight test yeah. match and we Sam comes on to the end, he's a very very calming presence. And you know, although Peter Omani is the skipper out there, there's there's tons of leaders. You know, especially when. Warburton comes off the bench and he's a workhorse as well isn't he he's not he's not he's not a glory boy no so if we need to see out the game I expect you know if it's if you know if it's tight and we're winning O'Brien will O'Brien will be whipped off I do I do think that'll happen I think you might be right plus because Warburton builds he needs a series of games yeah it, it's it's another great bit of management by the team isn't it that I fully expect Warburton to get some time um, and it'll just give him that little bit you know he'll get a bit, little bit fit, fitted off it he'll be training hard as well I think yeah um, you know if he, if he comes off for 20 minutes and he still feels alright he'll, he'll be hitting he'll be hitting the gym he'll be in the streets the next day he'll, he'll get himself up for it won't he because he'll, he'll want that shirt back and also in the last you know in the last few minutes of a test match and you're under the pump and you've got a chance of winning it and Sam picks you up a, a, a turnover out of nowhere or wins you a penalty you know he could be a match winner in that mm. regard. 
you know, yeah, you, you know, I don't expect Sam to be to be breaking away sixty yards to set up a try, but he might well make a game-changing tackle, turnover, a turnover, or... win you a penalty, yeah. and and just generally that all-round calm persona that he brings to the party. So. Um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that as well. And you know, we've mentioned virtually all of the uh, all of the bench here. You know, we've kind of covered half penny a bit, really. But then just to to finish on the front front row, you know, Ken Owens we're both massive fans of. Yeah, that's it's only because of the combinations, isn't it, that we go we, we go with Jamie George. They both. I think been, otherwise it's fifty fifty. It's fifty call, fifty, yeah. isn't it? Both been magnificent, and Jack McGrath's been exceptional. I've as well, been, you know, <laughs> I've been so impressed with him. Yeah, he has looked every inch a Test match lion. Yeah, and you know th- the the only question mark over Mako is if the scrum doesn't go his way because he does have his off days. He's vastly improved from 2013, but if he does have an off day, then again Jack McGraw, you would look at that and say he'd sure that scrum up yeah, straight, straight away. I think again the familiarity thing with with Jamie George has probably given a you know tiny little edge to Mako. He's played brilliantly. It's incredible in the how he's how he's turned his scrummaging game around because it's it's not off. It's not something really that you can. You can you can often turn around that quickly, and I think you mature, don't you? You know, often you see nineteen year old, yeah, nineteen year old tight heads and loose heads getting folded in half, but you know they go on and they go on and progress. But you know, to do it at his stage in his stage in the career, to look like he wasn't a scrummaging loose head, and to then kind of look much more than dependable, Mm. you know, you've got to say hats off, really. Yeah, definitely. Can I uh, finish on another point about Ian Williams? Yes. I mean, you may as well. We've gone full yeah. circle now, just because we're giddy with yeah, excitement he, about now it. He, now he's thrown in there, I'm going, I'm going all out. Something that he's been doing really well on this trip and does religiously is his clear-out work. Mm. Yeah, that's which true. Which hasn't been mentioned. And he, 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 he absolutely levels people when he clears them out. And quite often you see ball being turned over or somebody being shunted off. George North's a classic example. He doesn't he doesn't smash people out the way and then protect it. And Liam absolutely goes in, doesn't he? And he, he quite often works his way into the centre of the park. <clears throat> so if there is a bit of if you know if there is a little bit of nonsense going on in the centres or, you know, Farrell gets caught, he'll he'll read it and he'll come flying in, which can obviously he he has picked up a few you know, a few a few yellows for those types yeah. of things. But more good comes than bad, I think. So um, I expect him some some great clear out work from him that isn't often associated with Liam Williams. Right, Daniel. To finish, no prediction. more on Liam. Prediction. Prediction. Oh, lines by seven. Oh, that's huge. Lines that by seven. Absolutely huge. I think we're in for a, an absolute cracker of a test match. Come on, you got to you going for the win, aren't you? Well, when do I ever go for the? When do I ever go for the? Well, win? you've 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 had a few. If Wales are playing, you've gone against Wales now and again. I very rarely predict Wales to win under Howley, do I? So yeah. Um, oh God, am I actually going to predict a Lions win here? I'm going Lions by three. I'm going Lions by three. I think we'll be really under the pressure towards the end. I think we, you know, I can see a point where we're ten points up. We having a wager on it? Uh, if I do a wager, You're I think I, it'll, be with, it'll be with a yeah. That's true. I am saving for a wedding, and if I do have a wager, it'll be with a bookmaker, I think, <laughs> rather than taking money off you. And but yeah, that yeah, I, I won the last one. Let's, let's go for it. I can't remember what it was. The bet, yeah, so. I can't remember. Yeah, it was. Um, it was. Scott it was, Sugar. It was yeah, Ross Ford Ross being, Ford, a, being yeah. a lion. That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm going lions by three. All right. So we're going for it. We're going for a pair Two of lions wins, wins there. And uh, yeah, God, I just cannot wait now. I sleep. won't be able to sleep for days. Well, we can't sleep because of the heat, but yeah. um, it is 
it's gone up and it's gone up a few notches, isn't it, with this squad now? Yeah. Everyone's bouncing about it. Absolutely. Right, and um, we'd love to know what you think as well. So do get in touch with us on Twitter at Attacking Scrum. Let us know what you think of this team. Let us know if you think the Lions can win it. Uh, do the same on Facebook as well. You can search for us on there. And if you've enjoyed this, then uh, please leave us a review on iTunes. And uh, right, coming up in part two, we'll be having a look at the New Zealand side. And we'll speak to you shortly. Podcast Network.